Hello, everybody. Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code HET for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field, and this is another Teach Me Something Tuesday episode. And today's topic is course organization. Uh, there are very few things that students will really take offense to, but one of the biggest ones that I've found is organization. Early on in my teaching career, I was not a very organized person. I'm still not. I'm working on it. But even if your syllabus and your course seems organized to you, if it's not organized in a way that makes sense to the students, a lot of times you'll find general discontent. Uh, it feels discombobulated, disconnected, disjointed, and the students feel like they can't progress through the semester and through the course. It could be the same course taught by three different professors across three different campuses, as it might be in my situation. But the big picture is students have to know where they're starting and where they're ending. And then the path and the journey through that course to get to those points should be well-structured, organized, and outlined. Now, the way I think about this is like bio 101, right? If you go onto a big state university and there's a big lecture hall of maybe 60 to 100 students taking bio 101, and there is the same course taught by Professor A, Professor B, and Professor C. My guess is that all three of those bio courses would have simple introductory things like cell makeup and cell division, maybe DNA, some evolution and things like that. I would expect that to happen. Same thing if we were talking about psychology 101, I would expect it again to have the teachings of Freud or Jung and some of the other prominent psychologists. At least 50% of the information is going to be the same across each course taught by each instructor. The special sauce, if you will, or the magic that happens is the things that the professor that's teaching that course finds important or finds to be the binder or the glue that kind of helps keep the course together. And the things that need to be woven into those 50% that everybody teaches in their own way or in their own fashion. And it's important to have that, but it also is important to have a structure and an organization and a path that is easy to follow and can get you from point A at the beginning of the semester to point B at the end of the semester. So the big thing for me, especially again, just recently being diagnosed with ADHD, organization becomes a really big factor for me. 
And the way I like to kind of work on my organization is to plot those points of introduction. Here's what they may or may not know at the beginning of the class. Here's what I need them to take away from the end of the class. And here are the units that I'm going to use to get there. What does the structure look like? What does the organization look like? What has to come first? What has to come second? So we're not putting the cart before the horse in order to build and build throughout the semester to get to that final ending point. So I usually just hop on a whiteboard, uh, talk about which units and which topics need to be talked on first, maybe somewhere in the middle and then closer toward the end. And a lot of times I find myself moving units up and down a little bit just based on lab schedule or when I have to be on campus and in person doing some teaching. So that's just subject to the calendar, right? And uh, sometimes we have to front load a semester. Sometimes we have to backload a semester based on schedule and what you have available to you. But for the most part, if you can come up with some sort of organized roadmap or blueprint to, to get those students from point A to point B, and you can present that neatly and relatively clearly and succinctly in your syllabus, that organization will go a long way and will keep students somewhat grounded and feel like there's structure instead of just flying by the seat of your pants stuff. Organize your course organize your syllabus and try to organize the path from point A to point B and where the journey in which you're taking those students along in order to end up at that final resting place. So I uh, hope that, that was helpful and I uh, hope that you'll consider taking some organizational thoughts or moments to yourself to figure out where am I truly trying to get these students? What transformation am I trying to get them to at the end of the semester? We'll see you on the next one. Well, I hope that episode was entertaining as much as it was informational and educational. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, we ask you to please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. And please share out the episodes to those who you feel may be able to benefit from them. We also urge you to follow us on all social media platforms at HET Podcast and let us know what topics or experts you would like to hear from in future episodes. And just as a reminder, none of the information on today's show should be considered medical advice. It's simply infotainment or edutainment to help educate our audience. For medical advice, we always advise you to reach out to your preferred medical professionals, and we'll see you on the next show.